You know how in certain societies the tradition is that you give grace before you eat, but in Jewish society the Torah mandates grace after meals. That's the positive mitzvah we learned today in the Rambam based on the verse in the Torah that says, that if you have eaten and satisfied yourself, then you are to bless God. Eaten, obviously refers to a proper meal, and a proper meal is made of bread. So when do we have an obligation to say grace after meals? If we have eaten bread from one of the five grains, wheat, barley, oats, rye, or spelt, and if we've eaten the correct amount, which as far as the Torah is concerned is enough to really fill you, but as far as the rabbis is concerned, is anything over the size of the volume of a biblical olive, approximately 27 grams and up. The Birch HaSamozen, the blessing after the meal, has four blessings that we're supposed to say. It's interesting, the Rambam says, under normal circumstances, you never answer Amen to your own brocha, except when it comes to the end of the third brocha in the benching, where we do say Amen right at the end of the blessing. Quite interesting. He also tells us that the particular formula set out for a bracha must be followed exactly, whether it's the blessings after the meal or any other brachas that we make. If three adult males eat together, then when they bench, they introduce it with a zimun, which is an interactive introduction to the benching. If there are 10 people or more, you include Hashem's name in that zimun. He also points out that there are certain insertions to make in the benching for special days, like Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, or Yom Tov. Today's mitzvah is again the positive mitzvah to bless Hashem after we have eaten. As far as the Torah is concerned, that's after we have eaten bread, in which case we say the full virchasamoz and the full benching. But as the Rambam teaches us, if you eat foods that are made also from those five grains, but as a cake or a biscuit, that kind of thing, then you say a, an abbreviated version of the grace after meals. It's called the brocha me'ein shalosh. In addition to that, the rabbis instituted brochas that we are supposed to say before we partake of things of this world, before you eat, before you drink, before you enjoy good natural fragrances. There are three kinds of brochas that the rabbis instituted. Brochas over the pleasures of this world, brochas that give praise to Hashem for things that happen, for example, lightning and thunder, brochas that are associated with mitzvahs. In each case, when you say a brocha, it has to be in immediate proximity to whatever you're saying the brocha over. So for example, if you're about to eat, you have to be ready to eat the food at the time you say the blessing over the food. Likewise, if you're about to do a mitzvah, there's no interruption. That's why we don't talk between saying a brocha and doing the particular mitzvah. The Rambam also tells us you have to be careful with brochas. Even if you say them in the language that you understand, they must fit the formula that was designed by our rabbis. And it is important that when you say a brocha, you say it loud enough that you can actually hear the words of the brocha yourself. And any person who hears you saying the brocha has an obligation to answer Amen. The Rambam says, be careful to pronounce the word properly. Amen. Today's mitzvah is still the positive mitzvah to bless Hashem after we have eaten a meal. Once we're discussing the meal, the Rambam also tells us that we have a mitzvah to wash our hands before and after we have bread. Everybody knows about washing our hands before we have bread. Not everybody realizes that there's a tradition before you say the Birchas HaMozen that you wash at least your fingertips because in those days they used to preserve their, their food with very strong salt that could be dangerous if you touched your eyes while that salt was on your hands. When you wash your hands before bread, you have to say the brocha. The Rambam reminds us that washing hands is all the way until your wrists you also have to make sure that the water that you use to wash your hands is appropriate. It's got to be clean water, something that a dog would be willing to drink. That's an interesting definition. 
He also tells us we have to have enough water, which works out to a revius, approximately 86 milliliters per hand. And it's really important to know this. When we wash our hands for bread, we're supposed to use a kali, a vessel. That means something that is in good condition, doesn't have cracks or nicks, and you pour the water onto your hands. Here's a really fascinating law. You have to pour the water onto your hands. It cannot be automated and it cannot be just flowing out of the tap. If a person were to go to a lake, a river or a beach, you wouldn't have to wash your hands using a vessel. It would be sufficient just to dip or immerse your hands into the water, pretty much like a person would use a mikveh. Shabbos, we learn two positive mitzvahs. Firstly, we complete the details of the mitzvah to bless Hashem after we have eaten a meal. And in that, the Rambam also tells us the rabbinic laws of blessing Hashem before we eat any food or blessing Hashem before we smell any beautiful natural fragrance like flowers or herbs or spices. In addition to that, there are many other brochas that the rabbis instituted for various occasions and for various circumstances. The blessing that a person makes when they buy new clothes, the blessing that they make when you see somebody you haven't seen for a very long time, though that may be different nowadays because of modern travel. There's a blessing to say when one hears good news. There's a blessing to say when, God forbid, one hears bad news. Unfortunately, we see that blessing said at funerals. There's a blessing of thanksgiving that a person says after having been healed from a life-threatening illness or having crossed the ocean or the desert or having been freed from prison. There's a blessing to say when you see royalty. There's a blessing to say when you come to a place where miracles happen to the Jewish people or to your own parents or grandparents. There's a blessing to say every month over the moon and there's a blessing to say every 28 years over the sun. There's a blessing to say over new blossoms in the month of Nisan. And there's even a blessing to say if a person sees someone who has some deformity, unfortunately. The second mitzvah on today's list is the positive commandment to circumcise our male children on the eighth day. The emphasis is on the day because a bris has to happen dafka during the daytime. There's no formal mitzvah on today's list. The Rambam instead goes through the text of the liturgy that Jews are supposed to pray on a daily basis. And so it's a good opportunity for us to review some of the laws that the Rambam had pointed out about prayer. Firstly, that you have to daven in a way that is respectable. So you need to be dressed in a way that is respectable. A person should stand in a respectable way. And of course, the place in which you daven should be free of any bad smells or free of anything which is objectionable. We do not daven in a place that has been dedicated as a toilet. And one of the most important things, of course, is to focus our minds because prayer is supposed to be a meaningful experience, for which reason the Rambam tells us that the sages of old used to take a full hour to prepare themselves to pray. If nothing else, it just simply means clearing one's mind of all distracting thoughts. You also have to be in the right headspace in order to, to daven. Meaning to say we don't come into davening in a joking mood, but rather with a serious head. A person is supposed to obviously be conscious of Hashem. The truth is you're not even supposed to get into a deep discussion, philosophical, Talmudic discussion, which might distract you from the prayers or keep you thinking about the topic when it's actually time to daven. A person who is under the influence of alcohol should also not daven. It's considered disrespectful. He also warns us not to daven in a state of anger and that you should learn something before you daven, just some Torah obviously, to get you into the right frame of mind in order to be able to daven. And you should daven loud enough for yourself to hear because it helps you to focus and concentrate.